Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Rob. And this is Ask Rob and Rob. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask Rob and Rob, the show where you get your questions in and we give you some answers. We've got two really great questions this week, the first of which is from Laura. But before we get to Laura's question, let's remind you of how you can get on the show and get your hopefully great question in as well. Yes, just call 013-808-0035. That's 013-808-0035. Or you can go to propertyhub.net slash ask. Either way, leave us a voicemail, get your question in, and we would love to answer it for you. And let's do that right now for Laura. Hi, Rob and Rob. It's Laura here. I'm 28 years old from Essex. I've recently really enjoyed binging on your property podcasts. So thank you so much for that. And it has led me to ask for some advice personally. So I bought my first property, which was a two bed flat six years ago. It was a new build. I've absolutely loved it, but it's time for me to move on. I've had an offer accepted on a four-bed detached house not too far away, also relatively new build. I'm lucky enough that I can afford to buy the second property without having to use the equity from this flat. So although it will be tight along with the ridiculous stamp duty prices at the moment, I can keep the flat. The question is, shall I keep the flat, rent it out, the rent I could get is 1400 a month and currently my mortgage on it is 800 over, I think, 22 years. Shall I keep the flat, rent it out, deal with the hassle of people living here or shall I sell the flat, use a large chunk of the equity to put a much bigger deposit down on the house so I don't then have two large mortgages at the age of 28. I'm doing this on my own as well, so I don't have help from other people to share the mortgage with. So it will be a lot of risk for me. So that's the question. Keep the flat or sell it. I've already signed up to your portfolio app. I'm on the waiting list. I'm really trying to get a foot into the property investment world. Thank you. Bye. Laura, thank you for the question. And first of all, well done. To be in the position where you can afford to buy your second property in cash and have the option of keeping the first one, that's a great position to be in. You've done well to get yourself to a place where you have this choice to make. So let's see if we can help you make that choice. The first thing I'd ask is, do you actually want to be a property investor? You've talked in your question a lot about the hassle of having people living there and things like that. So do you actually want to be an investor? Because if you do, then that's great and there's things we can talk about. But if not, and you don't think property is for you and actually you'd rather invest in something else, then you don't have to be a property investor. It's not going to be for everyone. And that might seem like a strange thing to say on the property podcast, but it's just from the way that you've worded your question there. You are, however, in a position where you can test it out a bit if you wanted to and see if it's for you and then sell your first property later. But if we get into the numbers of the situation, then, okay, if you sell the flat, use the money to put down a bigger deposit on your house, then you're going to have lower mortgage payments in the place that you're living in. But you're not going to have the source of income that you would have had if you'd kept the first property as an investment. So you can probably straight away just kind of run some numbers and see where you end up in both scenarios. Of course, that is purely going to be month to month. That doesn't take into account any potential capital growth that you'd have for having two properties rather than one. And that's probably actually going to be the largest factor. The second thing to say is you said that you could get £1,400 a month and your mortgage is 800 Presumably, there's an element of capital repayment in that mortgage. And if you keep the property to rent it out, you could probably switch that to an interest only because generally it's very difficult to get an interest only mortgage for your own home, but it's easy to do so for a rental property, especially if you're a homeowner already, which you are or will be. 
So that'll change your numbers a bit because it, then it'll give you more margin and it might then end up looking more attractive. But just looking at the numbers roughly without really knowing anything, it looks pretty decent. It doesn't look like it'll be too bad. But that links me into my third point. If you do want to have a rental property, should it be this rental property? Just because it's the one that you've already owned and lived in doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to make it a great rental. Okay, it's easier because you already own it, but some properties are great to live in, but just don't work well as rentals. And in that case, even though it's more effort and there are more transaction costs involved, you'd be better off selling that property and buying a different one. So that's another thing that I'd be looking at, as well as do I want to keep it, could I keep it, and all the rest of it. It would be, well, if I want to have a property, should it be this property? So you could compare what you think that property would achieve for you versus another completely different one that could even be in a different area. So Rob, I think it's time for you to chip in because I feel like I've not answered the question. I've just given even more options and even more things to be thinking about. I think it's impossible to directly answer the question, Rob, because we're all different. And I think you highlighted well at the beginning the question for Laura. And the first one she must really answer is, do you want to be a property investment? You might like the results that property investment brings, but are you prepared to do the work and put up with the challenges that inevitably come with property to get those results? And only you can answer that. What Rob's giving you is a great framework for thinking about those options once you've answered that question. But to say you should or shouldn't do it will depend on you as a person. But that's why I love the format of Ask Rob and Rob, because this question obviously is very specific to Laura and her life circumstances right now. But there are so many lessons that everyone can take from this when approaching the decision around property, especially if somebody owns their own property right now and is thinking about renting it out in the not too distant future. So, Laura, best of luck with what you two decide. I think Rob's given you a great framework for thinking it through and helping you make a decision. And if you do decide to become a property investor, Rob has given you different options to consider. And again, it's going to be what's right for you. So we do very, very much wish you the best of luck. Do let us know how you get on. But as always with the show, we try and do two questions. So let's move on to the second, which comes in from Andrew. Hi there, Andrew Donald here. I've been left some money by my late father and I want to go up to the Leeds area and buy a terraced house outright for around about £100,000. The idea is to let it out and then once that's done I want to refinance it uh, so I can go on to buy more properties, probably buy to let for the second property. And my question to you is, if I can get a refinancing uh, mortgage, can I get an interest-only mortgage or does it have to be a capital repayment mortgage? I read in your book, I think, something about it. It can only be a capital repayment mortgage, but I don't understand why. I'm currently uh, unemployed too, if, um, if that helps. Thanks very much. I look forward to your answer. Now, Andrew, the simple answer here, and I could leave it at just giving the simple answer, is yes, you can get an interest-only mortgage when you refinance. And the majority of buy-to-let mortgages are interest-only, the vast majority, in fact. It's not a bizarre thing to do. In fact, it'd probably be considered more bizarre going for capital repayments. Now, I appreciate that is different to the normal residential world, where actually the vast majority of people go for capital repayment mortgages. But in buy-to-let, it's very different when it comes to the mortgage market. With you currently being unemployed, it will make it challenging when you come to refinance. If it's your intention for that situation to change, I hope it does. And then that will help you when you come to remortgage. It'll help you a lot, in fact. I'm not saying you can't get a mortgage when unemployed. 
because the mortgage market is improving their offering all the time, but it's going to be very, very difficult. And that's the best case. So it might be possible, but it's going to be very, very difficult. And you're not going to be getting a great product or a great rate. So finding employment before you go for your mortgage will make a big difference. So if we now make the assumption that you've bought your first property cash, you've refinanced it, and you go for your next property, you might be pleased to hear, if you didn't know already, that you can, again, get another mortgage on that property, and again, use an interest-only mortgage. So your payments won't be too high each month, and if you've bought well, you should be making a profit each and every month, because your rents will be a lot more than your mortgage payments, and also cover your other costs as well. That's kind of the idea of buy-to-let. And Andrew, and for anybody else who wants to know more about buy-to-let mortgages, well, recently we had an episode on February 10th with Kelly Rule, where you can listen to a mortgage broker who's an expert in her field talk about the market right now. But if you want to go you know, to even the more basics, anybody who wants to just understand buy-to-let mortgages and get the understanding of how they work and why they can be a great thing for the right people, well, we've got a video on YouTube called Buy to Let Mortgages Explained. And you can watch that. And it's been quite a popular video. So I guess people like it. So maybe you will as well, Andrew, and anyone else listening who wants to really grasp the basics of what is a buy to let mortgage and how they are used. So go and check that out on our YouTube channel. And of course, it makes sense while you're there to subscribe because that is one of many great videos that we have that is only going to help you and build your knowledge up further. So best of luck, Andrew. Best of luck, Laura. We hope you make the right decisions for you and you make the progress that you want. Okay, two more questions answered. Well, we'll be back to do it again same time next week. But before that, we'll see you, of course, for the Property Podcast on Thursday. Looking forward to it. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.